Welcome to the In Conclusion. I'm your host, Jose, aka The Truth, and I am back for another podcast episode. Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey. First of all, I know it has been a long, 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 long time coming. It's been upwards of a year and some change that I've made a podcast. Let me first apologize for just dropping everything and like not even saying goodbye. But I do want to give you guys an explanation as to where I was. So... What happened is I had a personal experience and that personal experience was something that I wanted to talk about on the podcast. Like that was what my heart was telling me to do. And I was reluctant to do that. And it just became one of those situations where when your spirit is telling you to talk about something and you're refusing to do it. I don't know if you guys are religious or not, but God will sit you down. And that's literally what happened to me. The reason I created my podcast in the first place is really to have difficult but substantive conversations. I really want my podcast to be centered around those hard conversations that are so difficult to have, but yet they are so necessary. So in the body of work that I created before, I was really proud of it. I thought that I put out that kind of content, but... In the face of a personal experience where I was like, I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this. I need to talk about this on the podcast. I became so reluctant to talk about it that essentially my spirit couldn't talk about anything else. Do you guys know what I'm, do you guys know what I mean? Like, like it's almost like my spirit was saying, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. But it was so close to home and so personal to me that. I was reluctant and therefore God really just humbled me and said, sit down. You can't talk about anything else until you talk about this. And the reason I'm even recording this podcast right now is because maybe 30 minutes before I jumped on this mic, (laughs) um, I had an absolutely triggering conversation centered around this specific topic. Some odd year and some change later, I had that triggering conversation this morning and the spirit, my spirit said now, honestly, my spirit said now, my spirit said do it now. And so I've always had my podcast equipment. It has been boxed up. And this morning after that very triggering conversation centered around what we are going to talk about today. I cried a little bit. Like, let's just be honest. I cried. And it's almost as if something inside of me was like, do it now. Now is the time. And like, I have gotten to a point where I cannot any longer exercise restraint or be reluctant to talk about it because it's time to talk about it it is this subject matter is so close to home that I'm not sure how this podcast is going to be received but I have prepared myself for its reception because the spirit is telling me to talk about it now and so that's just what I'm going to do and 
also something that's different that's going to be different about this podcast and my future podcasts that were different from the ones that I created in the past so when I created my podcast at first and when I was really recording them I was recording them from an absolutely professional space and that really reflected the podcasts that I was listening to at the time podcasts like the marketplace which is like an an economic kind of forum right and so I was creating podcasts based on the podcast that I listen to and so that's why the bulk of my work is super professional I came with the definitions you know but now like the space I'm in right now and the podcast that I have been listening to lately is really more conversational like I want to chit chat with you guys which can be difficult when you're recording podcasts because when you think about it, I'm really sitting in my bedroom recording this for you guys. There is a lot of distance between myself and you as the listener, right? So that's going to be a style change. Feel free to interact with me on Instagram and on Facebook at The In Conclusion um, and let me know, you know, if you like this more conversational chit chat kind of style, because I'm really going to start talking to you guys as if you're my friends, homegirls, homeboys, acquaintances, like these conversations need to be had in the most expressive way. Like, let's be honest, this conversation needs to be had in the most expressive way. And I am a Dominican citizen, Caribbean citizen, so I have to apologize in advance if you hear a little bit of my accent, a little bit of that Margot twang, you know? All of that to preface this necessary conversation. Welcome to the In Conclusion. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope we still have listeners. I hope you guys are still here. Let's get straight into it. So the topic for today is why sex crimes go unreported in the black community. Mic drop. Why sex crimes go unreported in the black community. And this is a heavy, heavy, heavy topic and a difficult one to have, too, because when we talk about sex crimes, it's really taboo. Sex crimes. Gasp. Black community. Specifically, am I targeting us? No. But we're going to talk about it, right? And like I mentioned before, the basis for this conversation really comes from an absolutely personal space. I have a personal experience where I was exposed to what was described to me as a sex crime. And I saw certain individuals handle that situation absolutely poorly. And this has happened year a year ago at least right and like I said the spirit has moved me this morning and we are gonna talk about it so in order for you guys to understand exactly why I want to talk about this I'm going to detail that personal experience just a little bit and I'm going to detail it enough so that you guys as the listeners understand what I'm talking about but while protecting the identity of number one the victim which is my number one focus and which is why I was reluctant to make this specific podcast a year earlier. 
I want to protect the victim and I don't want to victim blame. And I definitely don't want to shame anybody at all. So I have to say all of these disclaimers before, because like I said, this is an absolutely personal conversation and it needs to be spoken about today. Let's just jump into it. Someone close to me reached out and they described to me what amounts to a potential sexual assault, not even potential, an alleged sexual assault. And with that information, being an advocate for women and understanding in my own education the importance of protecting a victim in that situation, I rallied to that person's side. So I did everything that I could in my power in order to go through the necessary channels. Which means the first thing I wanted to do was, okay, you've reported this. The next step is to go to the police, right? You guys tell me. So in in that situation, my advice was let's go to the police. Let the police do their jobs, which is to investigate, right? So... That's where I was with it, only to be absolutely astounded, shocked, baffled, bewildered that other active parties in this situation had a different strategy. And their strategy was, let us investigate ourselves first. So their approach was, hold on, we know the accused personally, he is a family friend, let us decipher his innocence or his guilt before we go to the police. And that is where myself and the other active parties were on two different pages in two different books. And from that experience, I went ahead and did some research of my own to see, is this experience that I'm having an isolated event Or is there quantitative data to prove that within the black community, we have a tendency to not report sex crimes to the police, the actual judicial bodies that are responsible for investigation, who have been trained to do so. So that's that's the preface, right? Let's take my personal experience and make it a subject. And let's have this difficult conversation. So in order for us to have this difficult conversation, we have to start with some key definitions. You all know we have to start with those key definitions. So the first phrase is sex crimes. Like to most people, if I said sex crime, the first thing they think of is i.e. rape i.e. violent rape. Like I think for a lot of people and I think for a majority of the masses, sex crime is mutually exclusive to rape and rape only. Well, according to hg.org, which is a legal resource, sex crimes include a number of different crimes with very specific definitions. They may be prosecuted at the state or federal level here in the United States. 
These crimes often arise when violence occurs during a sexual act or, emphasis on that or, when there is a lack of consent to a sex act. And it falls into two categories, forcible and non-forcible. So I think understanding what a sex crime is, is really where we have to start. While rape is an example of a sex crime, there are a plethora of gray areas that can be categorized as sex crimes. For example, if a man kisses a girl with no consent, and that's not what she's into, that can amount to sexual assault. If a man or a person touches you in a sexual way without consent, that is a sexual crime. Like, let's really talk about it. Or are you as a listener thinking that's not a sex crime? Kissing is a sexual act. You can't just go around kissing people without consent. Or am I tripping? You, you guys let me know. Kissing is a sex act. So if somebody forcibly kisses you, that amounts to sexual assault. Let's go on to another definition. So unreported. What do I mean when I say unreported? According to Merriam-Webster, it kind of means kept private or hidden. So for this specific definition, you can look at it through the lens of perhaps the victim of an alleged sexual crime doesn't tell anyone. That's also a form of being unreported. Or it can also be an unreported crime, which follows a definition similar to this, which comes from the Turton School on their course for criminology. Unreported crimes means the investigation into the alleged crime is unlikely to happen and the offender will not be punished or other crimes prevented. Emphasis on the or other crimes prevented. So for example, if an individual makes an accusation and alleges they have been a victim of a sexual crime, and then you tell a close family member, you tell a friend, you tell a teacher, and those people don't report it to the police. That is an example of an unreported crime. Or in the circumstance of my personal experience, it's almost as if, hold on, wait, let's let us investigate the substance of this accusation first before we bring it to the police. Why do we as a black community feel like it is our jobs as mere citizens to investigate specifically sex crimes before reporting them to the police? To me, that's absurd. Because let's take a parallel situation. If your house has been broken into and everything you own has been stolen, what do you do first? What is the first rational thing to do as a law-abiding citizen? Call the police, right? You don't go around playing like you work for the CIA on the weekends or you work for the FBI on Tuesdays and you go around the community conducting investigations by yourself. You don't go to 
10, 20 of your neighbors asking, did you see somebody come into my house and trying to track down the criminal first before you, re- you, you report it to the police? Or, or is that what you guys do? Or is that what is likely to happen in our community? Which is wrong, by the way. Which is not the correct way of, of doing things. Crimes get reported to the police. Or at least they should be. But in my experience, I think when it comes specifically to sex crimes, it always becomes a war between the victim and the alleged perpetrator. It becomes a back and forth between who is more credible to us as a family, as a friend group, as a community, as a village, who is more credible to us. And that determines whether or not they reported to the actual police. Next definition. So the phrase black community. What exactly am I talking about? You know, it seems like, oh, you know exactly what you're talking about, black community. You know what that means. But when I say black community, I'm really talking about Afro and African descendant people with cultural and normative relevance. So, for example, in, in my situation, in my personal situation, um, I am Afro-Caribbean. So it's like black people making all of these moves, but also we're also functioning within like a Caribbean cultural and normative mindset. So th- that makes it complicated too. And that's something that I like to do. I like to research. So the first thing that I really thought about in this situation was, oh, this personal experience happened to me. I was so close to it. This crime did not get reported. This crime was not reported. Is that an isolated in- incident? Or perhaps this is happening all over the world. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I really wanted to understand what I was experiencing firsthand. Is this an anomaly? The moving and shaking of individual players to hide the sexual assault allegation. Is this only relevant in this specific circumstance or is it an Achilles heel? For our community. Quick Google search. A plethora of articles, research, have just pulled up that this is in fact not an isolated incident. And as a community of black people through a wide lens, internationally, we have a problem with reporting sex crimes. So as you guys know, I am a Caribbean citizen from Dominica residing in the US. So in the US, we they are having these discussions about protecting black women, about respecting victims when they report crimes, right? And it's so crazy that in my Caribbean experience as a black person as well, I saw this firsthand. So I want to highlight a specific article. And the article is entitled Black Women, the Forgotten Survivors of Sexual Assault. And share with you guys three relevant statistics for our specific discussion today. 
So the first statistic says for every black woman who reports rape, at least 15 black women do not report. I mean, we have to have a pause right there. For every one black woman who reports rape, 15 do not. For like the skeptical mind, for the inquiring minds like myself and you listeners, the next logical question has to be, why? Why is there a significantly higher number of black women who do not report? Let me highlight two other statistics that will also be relevant for our discussion today. One in five black women are survivors of rape. One in five. If you are at a cookout, a party, a fete, and there are 15 black women in there, at least three, at least three of them are survivors of rape. And how comes as women, we always know other women who have been victims of sexual assault, but nobody knows any rapists. I just want to know women always know other women who have experienced on some level, some form of sexual assault. All of your friend groups. If you're a woman listening to this right now, am I talking facts? But men never know other rapists. Final statistic. 17% of black women experience sexual violence other than rape by an intimate partner. Let me read it again slow. Like I said, this podcast is going to be real passionate. Yeah. Because it's a year in the making. 17% of black women experience sexual violence other than rape by an intimate partner. This is important because a lot of times when we say sex crimes, the connotation is number one we're talking exclusively about rape which is not true and that it has to be a stranger and i think most men believe that when they hear the term rapists they're really thinking of those grimy men who beat you down and leave you on the side road and you have no idea who he is that is not the reality we live in the reality we live in is that most perpetrators of sexual crimes are known to the victim they're real close to you real close as we would say in margot real close arming myself with all of that research i read more articles and stuff but you know we don't want the podcast to be too lengthy (laughs) right so arming myself with all of that information and realizing that my experience was number one not an isolated experience ever the big question for me was why 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 and so what I have done is really taken the personal experience and the research and presented to you those reasons so that we can really really get to and answer the overarching questions why sex crimes go unreported in the black community first things first shame versus self-preservation 
I think a lot of times and in a lot of the mindsets when we talk about sex crimes, there is a level of shame that still exists today in 2022. I think shame and I think shame is a really, really persuasive motivator to stay silent. So shame number one for the victim, the victim might feel shame. A lot of victims do communicate that they feel like, why me? What did I do? Also, there is shame for the family as well. I think a lot of the norms in the black community is family. The black community really likes a close, tight-knit family. Blood thicker than water. So when sexual crimes happen within the family dynamic especially since we know that it is perpetrated by people really close to them they feel shame they feel like the family structure will crumble so they don't say anything but then it's also this self-preservation mindset too especially when parents are involved it's almost like i do feel shame but as a mother I need to preserve my idea of mothering. I need to preserve my idea of what a good black mother is. And therefore, as a good black mother, I would have never let this happen. And so they don't report. Especially when the perpetrator is the mother's boyfriend. We've seen this time and time again. At this point, it is a cliche, right? Step daddies with extra step curricular activities. At this point, it is a cliche. And so because we know it's a cliche, partnered with that shame, it's like we're not going to report. Like it's easier. It's easier to just not report it. A second reason is quantifying the experience. And what I mean by quantifying the experience is like because we have this thinking that Sexual assault or sex crimes is mutually exclusive to rape. If it's anything outside of rape, it's like, you really didn't get sexually assaulted, did you? Did you really? That's why they don't report. Because if it's a situation where perhaps you were molested, and let's say you're young enough that they know you're, you weren't penetrated, then it's like, we're not going to tell the police that. We're just going to kick him out. Your uncles will like beat him up. Again, please feel free to interact with the podcast on Instagram at The Inconclusion. They quantify the sexual assault experience allegedly. The alleged sexual assault experience. So if what you're describing is not a violent rape, partnered with all of the bruises, too much and perhaps a baby too it's like mm, not that bad we're not gonna tell the police we're not gonna tell the police you really weren't hurt that bad which is a, a crazy mindset to have a third reason is for protection so not all of the reasons why there is a failure to report stems from self-preservation or or an emotional place or a bad intention sometimes there are good intentions where the intention is to protect the victim because unfortunately we do live in a society where if you are a victim and your neighboring communities find out as a woman it kind of like devalues you which is sad 
and incorrect and absolutely atrocious, but it does happen. So sometimes black mothers, black fathers, black family members, they will say, let's not report, not because we don't believe you or not because we don't value you, but because we value you so much, we don't want you to have that badge of shame. We're protecting you by not reporting. We're protecting you by not putting you through a trial. Which is their mindset? Is that correct? In my opinion, no. Because we know that the traumas associated with sexual crimes are long-lasting. And they only get resolved with a lot of hard work and therapy. That's another discussion too. A lot of times, sex crime victims in black families don't even go to therapy. They go to pastors and priests. And if you are well-qualified, go-ahead, pastor, dean, bishop, go ahead. But if you do not have the necessary qualifications to be a therapist, let alone a counselor, I think we should start going to professionals. That's just what I think, though. But I don't want to sway too much from the conversation. So sometimes there's a failure to report because they want to protect the victim. And sometimes the perpetrator can be violent hello especially when we're talking about our islands our caribbean islands sometimes the perpetrator really don't want to go to jail and they have threatened you and your family if you go to the police i will and so for protection they say okay we're not gonna report the fourth reason is really not knowing for sure I hear this all the time, even in my personal experience. It's like, we don't know for sure. <laughs> what are you talking about? Because you are not an investigator. That's why. You, oh, you found out that you really don't work for the CIA or the FBI? We don't know for sure. We don't know for sure. And like the uniqueness of a sex crime is that really especially when it is not violent or non-forcible, it's really the account of the victim and the perpetrator. And so it's such an intimate act. It's like the only people who will really know for sure are those two parties, except when you wear the badges with the bruises, the scars, unless it's really, really violent, which is terrible. It's like as a woman, specifically as a black woman, for your allegation to be taken seriously, you have to come with cuts, bruises, black eyes. You need to be in the hospital on your deathbed. And still, we don't know for sure. And so we wouldn't want to condemn this good man or this good woman because women commit sex crimes too. We don't want to come condemn these alleged perpetrators because we don't know for sure and he has a good job or she has a good job she is the pill she is doing so much for the community a pillar a pillar of the community and so we're not going to report because we're not really sure and the alleged perpetrator is so good Sometimes it could be opposite to the alleged victim. Like you're doing so great in life, you really don't want to be a rape victim. As if you have a choice. Let me just take a little bit of a leap outside of this specific 
a conversation to say this about victimhood. Have you ever have you guys ever heard somebody said you just want to be a victim? Don't be a victim. You're stronger than that. Don't be a victim. What does that mean essentially? Like even the very definition of the word victim is outside of your control. And people will victimize you and tell you you're not a victim. Don't claim that. Listen, if somebody victimizes you, especially in the context of a sex crime, do not feel shame associated with that word victim. There is no shame. It's simply a word used to describe the heinous behavior that they did to you. You victimized me. You made me a victim. And I feel no shame. The fifth reason why there is a failure to report sex crimes in the black community is financial gain. Like, let's not forget we're still navigating in a capitalistic society where money is king, cash is king. And so sometimes it becomes a situation like you've already been victimized. You've already been raped. You've already been sexually assaulted. Why not get something out of it? And I am from a Caribbean island where they do this. They do this. Rapists will settle with you. They will give you money to not report. And if the victim is under the age of 18 or not an adult, right? The parents will accept money. Again, going back to that thinking of protecting. Well, she's already been raped. She's already been a victim of sexual assault. So um, might as well have enough money to send her to school too. Not realizing, again, the trauma associated with being a victim of sex crimes, especially when you don't get the necessary resources to deal with that emotionally, the money will mean nothing. We know this. But in the moment, you know, we pretend like we don't have the statistics to tell us. Sometimes, let me tell you, once you see I start talking about statistics and people start questioning the statistics, the discussion is over. So sometimes they're like, the statistics aren't real. My daughter will not develop vices in order to deal with this trauma. She will be able to use this money for her benefit. And I pray to God that is the truth. But sometimes you got to function in reality, you know? Six, hierarchy of family members. Now, this one, I put a little asterisk by it because I am not sure if that specific cultural niche is in every single black family. But I do know in Caribbean families specifically, there is a hierarchy of family members. And what I mean by that is, for example, children stay in children's places. No matter if you are an adult child or not, children stay in children's places. And so what you have happening is all of the higher ranked family members making decisions based solely on their rank. So Aunt Nisi is the go-to, she's the highest ranked in the family because of age, because of status, because of location, because of the number of children she has, whatever. 
she has the highest hierarchy and so she is the one to decide whether or not we're going to report this sex crime and if the victim is a lower ranking family member then you really out of luck and the seventh reason the seventh reason why sex crimes go unreported in the black community is simply a lack of education and what i mean by that there is a difference between knowing something and knowing something do you understand what i'm saying once you have a discussion with most people in the masses and you say are sex crimes bad most people will say absolutely they are but once it's close to home then the education goes out the door and it, they become subject to their own ignorance where they start saying things like you as a victim will be shamed which is wrong and shouldn't happen and they make decisions based on on their own ignorance especially when the concepts are coming from a foreign land so for example if you're in the caribbean a lot of these american concepts are like therapy and go to trial and let the police decide specifically in the caribbean community it's almost like we could we can decide because really the police officer is uncle greg from church on sundays you know <laughs> so we could decide like especially when you know the police officers too closely that also prevents a level of trust between the community and the police department too as well so these are the seven reasons that i have come up with as to why sex crimes go unreported in the black community this subject matter this topic is what has been on my heart on my soul for over a year as to why there has been no podcast and to be honest i feel free it it needed to be said and so in conclusion which is how i like to end these podcasts in conclusion as a black community we have a responsibility to protect each other from any and all threats including threats closest to you including a situation where you have to trust a victim and i know that some people will listen to this podcast and they would also say there are victims who falsely report every time we talk about rape every time we talk about sex crime that's something that always comes up some people lie and that's why we go to the police that's why as a society we have designed a structure for justice somebody's going to say but the system doesn't work so the next time somebody holds you at guns gunpoint and robs you you're still calling the police even with the flaws in the system you still call the police so let's be consistent with all crimes we must report all crimes to the police let the police do their jobs and for me i am of the thinking that it is better i for, i forget the exact quote but it is better for 10 guilty men to go free than one innocent man be persecuted i am of that thinking
So I am not here saying that we should railroad men or women based on accusations, but I'm saying that every accusation that is made should be reported to the police. And if the system fails, then the system fails, but we must report. That's the conclusion. See you guys next week.